we, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food. That's what? You bugging ass devil, you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Go away. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Just spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the cheese maker? As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. <laughs> That's good chutney, Sal. Really yeah, good chutney. It's awesome, isn't it? And that's from someone that doesn't like chutney. I don't like chutney. I don't know why. Why? What's wrong with you? Who doesn't like chutney? Mm, too much mango chutney when I was a kid, I think. That was too sweet. I don't know. Just, I like relish, just not chutney. What's the difference between relish I, I don't and know. Maybe it's it's like stir fry. If you give me a good stir fry, but don't call it stir fry, I'll eat it. <laughs> if you if I if I'm going somewhere and they're going, yeah, we're having stir fry for dinner. Oh, it's fucking stir fry. Oh. I lived in too many share houses where, you know, you try and be democratic and everyone cooks, but you know, the other four people that live with you can only cook stir fry. With soy sauce and that's all? No, probably not even that. Just vegetables oh. done in a wok. With oh. with probably, you know, chicken tonighty sort of something through it. Ah, uh, yuck. Yeah. Do people really use that shit? Yeah, all the time. No. Yeah. What do you do with it? Just pour it over the vegetables? Yeah. And then what, then it turns into a slurry curry? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, gross. Like, um, a friend of Vanessa's up the sunny coast, we went up there and... And she said, you know, we're having a stir-fry for dinner. Is that all right, John? I don't know why people ask me this question. Like, I know I'm known for, for liking cooking, but it's like... But they do that to like, Pat because he doesn't like food. Is that yeah, okay? Right. You eat that? Yeah, right. Mm. And it's like, hey, you, you, you're cooking. I'll eat it. It'll be cool. And anyway, like, stir-fry, it's like a Pavlov reaction. Like, normally I just go, oh. And I was like, yeah, yeah, stir-fry would be awesome. And this is just laughing at me. Like from behind a hand going, you have to eat stir fry. And it was really nice. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, right. So that was. She might have made a real stir fry. Yeah, it was. It was. It was great. Yeah. And I'm sure I could go thousands of places, eat thousands of stir fries. But if you asked me the last thing I wanted to eat, it would be pretty close to the bottom. It's not my top 100 either. No. This doesn't break. Mmm. But that is nice chutney. This is good cider too. Mmm, Montese. Pride in New Zealand. Oh, they make that. I like they do the uh, Radler. They're barefoot <laughs> Radler. <laughs> You'll offend our resident beer listener, Dr. Yobbo. Oh, sorry, Dr. Yob. He thinks it's lemonade with some vague beer flavours in it. <laughs> That's maybe why I like it, because I'm a bit of a shandy drinker. <laughs> and I like their summer ale too, which is a very, very sweet ale and is mm. good at this time of year. You drink it ice, icy cold. But that's yeah, nice. That's, that's a good one. That's an apple pear blend. And it's pretty. It's nice. It's some ice. Nice. Sweet. Nice after running six k and getting straight into the into the booth. <laughs> Wednesdays are a weird ass day for you, aren't they? Yeah. Work, run, podcast, training. training. 
and then I, I've been um, grabbing a pizza from Vespa Pizza yeah. and eating it in the car on the way home <laughs> simply because I don't want to come home and then spend even the half an hour to, you know, boil a couple because normally I just have boiled eggs on toast. But just that half an hour of extra sleep I can get if I've already had something to eat yeah, yeah. when I walk through the door. And the alternative is a greasy burger and, I'm, you know, at least Vespa piece is nice. Unless you, what else do you reckon would be open around that area at 8.30 on a Wednesday night that I can grab quickly? Yeah, well, I don't know. Nothing else. No, not nothing that you can pick up and eat in the car. car. Everything requires a fork. This is the second time today I've had this conversation. Really? Right? Car food. Well, because a mate of mine is opening up a drive-through coffee containers. So, containers set up and he's got coffee in them, right? So you drive through. Okay, oh, I thought you meant you, you drive through so and you're container. buying coffee, empty coffee cups for your cafe. <laughs> Quick, I've run out of coffee cups. Give me six mediums and 23 larges. <laughs> you had me confused there for a minute, sir. So. Anyway, so we're having the the conversation about what you eat in the car yeah. when you have to eat something because I quite often stop at the end of the street and I grab a coffee and I get one of those flatbreads and in it it's just got some uh, mushrooms and spinach yeah anything it, with cheese that holds it together is good mm. like that thing that I had at, at your mate's cafe today would have been perfect because it was chicken and bacon and cheese and melted all together and it was because it had been Stuck. in the um, press. in the yeah. press it was quite solid so you know it's not going to fall apart all over your seat mm. yeah so we're having that conversation I would just bloody love someone anyway he's going to help really healthy options because I would say I freaking hate it when you're driving along and the only thing you can ever get drive through is shit mm. burger or pie so he's going to go the healthy option and do through really healthy you know the smoothies the protein shake the green smoothie the really healthy these beautiful organic wraps and it's going really healthy which is great because you can't get anything like that mm. but i'd love someone to do a savory mince donut yeah right how good would it be yeah you could eat that in the car as long as they didn't ridiculously overstuff it Stuff with meat. Stuff it with meat. Well, that's the danger of a pie. Yeah, they're is, too full. Yeah, when you get to that sort of two-thirds mark, and you've sort of nibbled enough pastry and it's sort of bulging. Mm. Scalding meat dropping yeah. on your lap. Not good. Yeah. Not good. But I'll tell you what would kill it in a, t in a drive through is good chips. Like, you know, like good cafe chips, like proper chunky, nice chips. Hot chips. Yeah. Where can you get that in a drive-through? Nowhere. But see, the trouble is with the drive-through. That's what we're discussing. Hmm. Is it's got to be quick. You can't take any longer than the amount of time that your coffee takes. No. So you've got. So to then you've got to have chips just sitting in a hot box. And that's, yeah, and that's then they're death. gone. Yeah. I would. So I would wait a little bit of time for some good chips. Because can't you like pre like you. You cook like three times cooked chips and you cook them and cook them again and then and then they just sit there and then you just crisp them right at the end. But it just turns your business into a whole different beast mm. with a fryer, I would hot go, chips. I would go a long way for really good <laughs> takeaway <laughs> hot chips. <laughs> hey, you know what I made for breakfast this morning? I know mm. you've been cooking this week too, but 
I went to the launch of a cookbook the other day. Mm-hmm. Right? And to what? be quite honest, not really something I do very often. Thinking, I don't know where to go, but the gorgeous Danielle was cooking from the cookbook and Juliet Scrumptious Reads was hosting it and it was Adam Lior from MasterChef. Oh, yeah. So another reason why I probably wouldn't yeah. go. Yeah, his, um, he does, doesn't he do Destination Flavour? I'm a no. total fan. He was fantastic. Um, what's what's he's yeah, got a show on S- Flavour on yeah. SBS? That's a good show. Yeah, it's like, really cool. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of MasterChef either, but that's a good show. That's yeah. a really good show. No, he's got, his, he's got his shit together. And he has released this cookbook. And it's freaking great. And Danielle cooked all these things. Anyway, so I went there thinking, oh, go along, show the support. We ended up buying the book, total fan, have my photo taken. <laughs> geeked out. Have you got the photo? We'll have to put it up as totally well. Totally geeked out with him. Anyway, so this morning I have this breakfast every Wednesday morning. It's called the Wednesday Witches and it's at someone's house every week and they cook breakfast. So, of course, every time it's my place, everyone goes, oh, cool, cool. What, what are we going to have? What are we going to have? Oh, so, so I always think, oh, I better do something interesting. Wheat Bixens all timers. <laughs> You should do that one time. Have everything prepped and then just bring out four bowls of things. <laughs> well, the cop out is croissants. <laughs> so anyone that can't cook just gets croissants just... and jam. That's a bit Maybe of a cop out. Maybe they get salmon. Salmon all. Um, so I cooked this morning uh, this beautiful pork and eggplant dish. It's only got like five ingredients in it. Beautiful. For breakfast. Oh, well, I did rice, kimchi mm. fried rice. Yeah. Kimchi fried rice. I did a pumpkin salad with almonds, oh, yeah. but we had it hot, so I had. This is sounding better than most of my dinners, so. So I did. I sauteed off some spinach and some beautiful tomatoes, and I dressed it with a bit of soy and black vinegar, and then I loaded on the kimchi fried rice. Yeah. Had that there, and then I fried eggs, popped them all on top of the rice. Yeah. And then we had the salad on the sup. It was bloody beautiful. And the pork. So just a just a soft fried egg so yeah. you can break it up and the yeah. yolk runs through the yeah. rice did you did you see that there was a, a post that made the rounds a little while ago what children eat around the world did you no. see that one no. so it was like what what kids have for breakfast in all different cultures mm. and like some of them were amazing like nine different little bowls of stuff Japanese do that yeah for breakfast so I would no more eat cereal for breakfast than fly to the moon. It just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. See, I think... The thought of muesli or birch. I see. You know that soggy bircher in the yolk. I'm getting vomit first thing in the morning. I love soaked muesli in the morning. (gasps) But I think that's a a long ingrained habit for me. Like Mm. I've I've just always had cereal. But I make my own muesli. Mm. So it's... Of course you do. It's more like... Dried fruit and nuts with a little bit of oats <laughs> soaked in milk. Yeah, I don't know. But we bought, I got 20 avocados of a chick up the mountain, a friend of ours up the mountain, for um, 20 bucks. So it's going to be avocado on toast for a long time, <laughs> which I'm fine with. I love avocado on toast. Yeah, yum. Curtis this morning going, mmm, avo. <laughs> As he's eating his toast. <laughs> I was listening to the radio on the way home. Coffee Club. 
announcing their new breakfast menu with smashed avocado on toast. Like they've just invented this new breakfast. <laughs> it's like, how else do you it's have like, avocado? Get off! You're only about ten years behind. But anyway. And what's the go with smashed avocado? Like smashed avocado sounds like, you know, every coffee club has its personal Hulk that comes in and yeah. goes. Avocado smash! <laughs> you just you're just chopping it up, really, aren't you? Oh, it's so funny. Anyway, what have you been cooking? Well, I did that like I blogged. I did my pork. Yeah. Without roast veggies. Yeah. Real move away from my traditions. Mm. I'm just yeah. I'm I'm struggling with the the overload of fat. Getting older. Yeah. I think you really. It's like you just can't take the rich food as much. No, no. And I really, so I was really looking forward to the roast pork, but I thought last time I had it, I had like, you know, I cut my traditional four slices or whatever I normally have. And, I'm, and you know, little bits picking when yeah. you're cooking and six, six bits of crackling and yeah. whatever. And I'll go like halfway through it and I'm like, I don't feel like the rest of this. It's just too much. So this oh. time I did. Uh, so cored apples cut in half and then sliced thin, mm. whole heap of tomatoes, and then a chili, brown sugar, two limes, juice of two limes, and some fish sauce mm. as the dressing. Very Asian of you. Yeah. What's going on? Um, I was supposed to have coriander, but I didn't have any in the garden bed. Uh, Tomatoes. What else did I have? More lime juice over the apples to stop them going brown mm. when you tossed it. Mm. Oh, and um, fried chopped peanuts. And oh, now that's what I shallots, right? Yeah. If they're talking fried shallots in a recipe, are they talking the ones that are like big garlic bulbs? They're talking about these things. No, no. They said chopped, chopped three shallots up and fry them in oil for five minutes until yeah, crispy. okay. So they're like the garlic bowls, yeah. the purple ones. Okay. Or so, brown. So I did that right. So I wasn't sure whether they were talking about them or the bottom of the green. I opened up a drawer. What, these? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I knew, uh, like, but I wondered, is that what they are, though? Yeah. Well, so just is that just that ones. deep fried? You're just making those nice and fresh. But mine weren't that, like, they're like, they look like they're super crispy. Well, they're doing that because they're in a packet. Okay. Selling, but you're making yours fresh, so you just do them so they're nice and crunchy. Yeah, mine were more like caramelised onions. Oh, did you deep fry them? No, said pan fry them in in like two tablespoons of oil. Oh. No, you're supposed to deep fry them. I would deep fry them and then pull them out and just put them on, on paper, paper towel. towel. Okay. Crunchy. Okay. Well, that was still nice. They had nice flavour. Mm. And then fried peanuts. Yeah. Yeah, that was really nice. Curtis mm. <laughs> found it the, the overwhelming lime juice a bit much. Because he loves green apple. So it's been soaking in this dressing for a couple of minutes. And he's biting into it and going, What's wrong with my apple, Dad? <laughs> so looking at me going, This is not how apples should taste. What have you done to my apple? <laughs> Isn't that funny? So... What I do now, and just getting back to food getting too rich for you, dinner and stuff, like I've just done my big pot of soup this week, mm. and I think that's why it is, because you go out and you will sit here and eat cheese and sobrasada, and you go out, and so when you're home, 
I just have this thing where I just want total simplicity and almost verging on bland. So what do you, what's your hot weather soup? My hot weather soup and my cold weather soup are almost the same. So do you do like a Asian-y brothy sort of? No, this is, um, well my chicken one, this time I've got lots of um, turmeric in this and coriander and cumin and stuff and then I just put heaps of carrots and sweet potato. Okay. Cause the whole chook and then I strip off the meat yeah. so it's all gelatinous okay I have trouble selling soup to Vanessa in summer it's yeah not a some massive... people just can't do it so I'm thinking like maybe a, like a chicken broth but with more like a real light sort of chicken broth with more chilli mm. and then some coconut cream through it at the end or something like, like a Tom Car guy or something a really yeah. light Tom Kagai. Which is fresh veggies chopped through it. Yeah. A bit of chicken. Yeah. And a really light, limey coconut Yeah. Sauce. That might be the game. Mm. Might do that. And I've got heaps of... So, I've been reading that you can sub lemon myrtle in for lemongrass. Is that yeah, true? Right. Yeah, probably. They say it. So, my lemon myrtle is actually going quite well. So, I was thinking about, you know, trying that in a... Leanne Newman, do you know who she is? No. She's our Vietnamese guru. Oh, um, from Green Empire. Regurgitator's mum. Yes. Yes, so I do know her through that context. So Regurgitator's mum, she's amazing. She had a restaurant for ages. Mm. At the Gabba. Yeah. And um, she has this amazing recipe, if you can Google it. Lemon myrtle prawns. Uh -huh. You don't like seafood, but you could do chicken. Yeah. Same okay. sauce and stick it on chicken. Um, I can't remember what it is, but it's great. She just threw it all in the water and pestle or a blender and made this amazing sauce. But yeah, you'd have to Google it. I can't remember what it was. I've chewed through another cheap, small blend um, food processor. Oh, have you? Mm. I got through about one a year. God, I haven't had my Thermomix for well, who's weeks got it? now. It broke. It broke. Heard it here first, my favorite. Oh, I, I thought they were indestructible, Sal. They're mm. supposed to be, yeah. Yeah. you know, like transformers, don't they? Twice now. Once they break, don't they like transform and run away to the <laughs> to the mothership to get fixed? No. Well, it is. It's at the mothership now, and I haven't got it back yet. Mm. No, I, I like I like a I don't like a big. I like one that's easy and quick to get. Um, in and out of the cupboard you know like yeah, i hate yeah. having to get especially when you just want to do some breadcrumbs or something yeah yeah yeah. just want to blitz bits blitz a couple of bits of bread so i've had a succession of like either ones that are fitting on a stem blender yeah um <clears throat> but the last one i got was this cool little glass one about half the size um but it had a the, the thing in the the swirl the the cutting right. blade was plastic and i've put the motor on it so many times it's worn the top of the plastic away and it no longer engages and the, the motor won't go. Ah. So that tells you how much, that, that would probably be my most used kitchen tool. So I'm up for another one. So someone should make like a good, if someone made a good small compact food processor. There used to be a little good one and I used to have one. It was called an Oscar. Yeah, right. I should write oh, shit, that down. It was good. I don't know whether they still make them, but it was like it was, the bowl was this big. It just sat on the little thing. Mm. 
and it was powerful as hell. But anyway, I don't know where it's gone. You know how things just go missing and you think, how did I lose a food processor? But I have. I just love being able to throw together a marinade or like, so the, the other one I've made this week was I made some, did some trading, duck eggs for honey. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the mate of mine that got me the duck eggs requested some duck egg pasta. He loves fresh duck egg pasta. Mm. Who doesn't? Mm. And um, so we just had chicken and chorizo and mushroom and I made a pesto-y sauce. Um, but I used Brazil nuts and feta and nasturtium leaves. Nice. Yeah, it's really nice. But yeah, just throw all that in. You could put that on your recipe thing that I sent you. Yes, I could. <laughs> I, you know what I'm struggling with that? I never get sucked into doing that shit. Yeah. The chick that sent it to me, she never gets sucked, sucked into, into doing it. it. I yeah, well, b because, because you sent it to me, so and I'm I like... Because she well, sent it to me. I should be and doing I, this. She but, said to me, and then she goes, sorry. And I went, why'd you do that? Because you never sent me that stuff, so I decided <laughs> I had to do it too. But did it work? Have you got any back? I've got four recipes back. Yeah. And what's the quality like? Good. Because what I was tempted to do it was because, like, I don't get your recipe, your friend's recipes back. Do I get her friend's recipes back? Well, I don't know. I sent it to a big, wide group of people, so it would tap into another wide group of people. Yep. So I was trying to put, you know, like, I put people on that actually write recipe books for a living, so I was a bit like, oh, you know, you don't have to give your secrets, just any old thing. But I got some good ones. I got some from... Fiona at Broken Head Vanilla. She gave me a beautiful... Yeah, my problem is I only got up to six people I could send it to. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, A, I need to send it to people at Cook, and B, I need to send it to people that aren't going to reply with, what the F are you <laughs> doing? No, no, they will. They'll all do it. I always just do it, and they always think, oh. Uh, yeah, but it's like, you know, my mum sends me heaps of crappy emails, and I just delete, delete, delete. Yeah, so do I. So, so do I. Hey, how did you, uh, did you get any um, food suggestions for Byron yet? So I'm, Shit, no, I'm doing it right now while we're on the phone. I'm, um, the I'm booked, booked, ready to go. Yeah, when are you going? One night, two breakfasts, 15th of November. Oh, 15th of November. And thank you, world leaders. I didn't realise because I was... Thank you, world I've got leaders. To, I've got to play, I've got a semi-final that night. Um, but the, where we're staying, you can only get the key from 10 in the morning till 6 at night. So I'm booked Friday, Saturday night. But I'm like, how the hell am I going to get down to Byron and get the key on a work day and then get back to Brisbane for this game plus organised shipping kids off and whatever. And then um, I was flicking through the work calendar, like the group work calendar, and it's Friday the 14th of November as a public holiday. G20. Brisbane shuts down. Hallelujah. And I'm just like, that's an absolute. Is there a dog in <laughs> there? There's a dog in your cupboard. Hey, come on. Alright. Worse than my cat cell. <laughs> come here, dog. Yeah, I know, they all get into the bloody food thing. So um, the other the other thing awesome. I cooked this week. Yeah. Uh 
colleague, it was, it was someone just randomly, it was Sunday, I didn't know what to cook, and someone randomly tweeted a cauliflower salad recipe. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. So, cauliflower, except I did it slightly different, I did put the cauliflower in the roasting dish and I draped the anchovies over the top, so yeah. I roasted the anchovies in with the cauliflower. Oh, nice. And then you had rocket on the... So some rocket over a plate. Yeah. The roasted cauliflower. Yeah. Um, what else did it have? Oh, then yogurt, and it had parsley. I don't have any parsley at the moment either. So I had mint, chopped heaps of mint, chopped through lots of yogurt and lemon juice. Mm. What else did it have? It had something else on it. Did it have capsicum or something? No. Did not. I'm, I, Cyril, out of the food cupboard. I can't remember. I did block. I did send the link out. Yeah. But it was it was beautiful. Vanessa like scoffed it down, and Curtis was like mm, cauliflower. <laughs> and so normally we have a sort of blanket rule, you know, what we eat. Curtis eats, and Vanessa's eyeing off his plate, and she goes. Would you like some toast, Curtis? Curtis goes, yes, I'd like toast. Vanessa goes, okay, you can have toast. I'm having your roasted cauliflower. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Do you want it back then? What's that? Did you want it back then? Did he want it back? No, no. No, he's happy to have his toast. That's funny. Oh, there was something, there was something, it might have been the anchovies. There was something that he wasn't sure about uh, on it. But yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. I'm, look, I was never a massive cauliflower fan, but roasted cauliflower is just fantastic. I love roasted cauliflower. Yeah, it's got a real that real nutty flavour, eh? This chick used to make a salad. I remember back one of my cafes, very first cafes, and she used to work for Stephanie. And she used to roast the cauliflower, and then she would heat up garlic in olive oil, and that was just the dressing. Yep. And then she'd just pour it all over the thing. So the boiling hot garlic oil would kind of fry the top of the oh, right, yeah. roasted garlic again as it was going on. Yeah. Oh my God, it was delicious. Yeah, that yogurt sauce had a whole um, clove of garlic chopped fine through it. But there was garlic in it somewhere else too. I'm missing something out of that recipe. But it did have a, again, because I had my cheats garlic that I'm trying to use up. Yeah. You know, because I've got like half a kilo yeah. of already peeled garlic, so I'm looking for recipes with garlic in them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fantastic. You just make that. Um, if you ever had that, you wouldn't know. Oh, that's what it was. Chickpeas. Ah, um, yeah, right. So you had, um, you fried off like four or five cloves of garlic in a little bit of oil, mm. and then put the chickpeas on top and sort of shook them around so they the garlic and oil coated yeah. the chickpeas and then it said water but I used a bit of general purpose stock and you put the stock back on purpose stock that I just happened to have lying in my freezer. Yeah, yeah, in the freezer at a little container. Yeah. And you just you boil that in the chickpeas until it basically goes almost dry. Yeah. And then just tip that over the top. Oh yeah. Yeah, I knew I was missing something, but yeah. Mm. A mate of mine had a comment, she goes, What's going on? You've changed. You never used to eat chickpeas. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I was never a massive chickpea or bean fan. Oh, that's funny. Oh, you can't even eat four slices of pork anymore. No. What's going on? No. It's just not the same. It's, it's all your influence, Sal. 
Yeah, right. Hardly. Well, that wasn't... That's not a very Asian recipe, but it was very nice. But uh, I don't know what... Because like, normally when, you know, when you're tired, when you're really tired, yeah. you sort of go back to the basics. Yeah. But oh, I've been sort of like, well, if I'm going to spend some energy cooking, I want to cook something a little bit different. So... Yeah. Yeah. How are you liking that cheese? Yeah, it's very nice. It's good, isn't it? We, we really went to town when we went to Bruny Island. Did you? Mm. Did you go, you, I mean, they had another cheese there, that washed rind one. Oh, I don't know what it's called. Oh, shit, it was so good. There was nothing left, I couldn't buy it, which is the one I would have bought. Mm. Had I had all the choices, but they had a, um, they had drinks the other night, just before the food and wine show over at Source Grocer and they just had every cheese in the whole entire world oh shit it was good well, one of my favourite cheeses of all time is that Jensen's Red it's, yeah. a, it's a washed rind yeah, I love washed rind cheeses so we've got some some mates of ours that really good mates of ours that live in Hobart and mm. so when we went and did Bruni Island you do you can do like a sort of food day yeah so like you get off the ferry and the first stop like five minutes down the road is the oyster place. Yeah, right. So you have some oysters and then you go another 10 minutes down the road and you go to Bruni cheese and you have yeah. some cheese. And then we went to a fruit farm and had some fruit. And then we went to some little place they know for lunch and had these really nice burgers. And then we went to another fruit place for some fruit ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember, we did something else. I think we did a walk in the middle of the day because you had to you to, have to, to make space in. for the food in. <laughs> but it was just like this one long meal for the whole day. It was fantastic. But yeah, you get you, you literally you get off this you get off the ferry, get off the barge, and it's like two minutes down the road and you're at the oyster place. How long's the ferry from where? Oh no, not very long. Yeah, right. No, everything in Tassie is like. If you're used to travelling, you know, like, you know, we used to go to Byron or the Sunny Coast or, yeah. you know, like, go, Byron to the Sunny Coast is bigger than, that drive's bigger than all of Tasmania. Yeah. <laughs> but they're very really funny about it. Like, they have, they won't go from Hobart to Launceston without a stop and they all have their favourite spots for a coffee or a pie or... Yeah. Well, I suppose you've got to have a road trip. Yeah. That's part of it. But it's like, you know... If I was working, I'd drive from Hobart to Launceston and back in a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without a stop. Uh, oh, that's funny. Mm. Yeah, I've got to go back to Tasmania. I actually, I just haven't ever spent any quality time there. Well, you know, if we ever got this podcast really cranking, we should go and do a pod from <laughs> Taste of Tasmania. I've never got this podcast really cranking. Well, I'd we've say got hello to Emma, our new listener. Emma. <laughs> Hi Emma, <laughs> you're number 13, you get your personalised shirt <laughs> and your engraved cooking knife sent out in the mail, <laughs> you only have to listen to five podcasts in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Taste of Tasmania is just fantastic, mm. like, and it's it's a bit like Mindel Markets here we were talking last yeah. week, there's little local etiquettes and you know that like Davey's sort of like right well we go down at this time when we can get a table mm. and you get your table and you hold your table and one person goes and gets food yeah and you get food for everybody so if the six of you you go and get 
six little tasting things of raspberries or chorizo or salmon or whatever and then so you pick and then the next person picks and that way you're not just picking what you like yeah yeah it's yeah. a real it was a really cool way of doing it you have to do that though, i think at any food festival because you need the table and you can't all get up and walk no. around and you know you lose your spot yeah you sit but that'd be a cool place to do a live podcast we'll have we'll, yeah. you know we'll do a few practices i drove past your um west end markets today yeah from the entrance that looks really cool yeah, their it's entrance cool, isn't it? Mm. so mm. maybe next week are they open Wednesdays? No. No one there at all. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They might before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe we go down. Mm. I'm keen to do that. Because then you could go and chat to a few of the um, food. That's me, sorry. Yeah. You can go and chat to a few of the food people because there's this guy down there that does vegan nachos, you know, and pina coladas. Yeah. Virgin pina coladas. And then there's the shredded brisket guy. Yeah. And, you know, the waffle dude the... no i've always wanted to ask you waffles do all you need to make waffles is a waffle maker it's just pancake batter yeah. isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. And it goes crunchy because yeah. it's got all those so there's nothing i think it's a bit the batter's a little bit different okay but i'm not really quite sure i love waffles i think fresh it's a bit waffles. more buttery isn't it well that sounds even better <laughs> well the other day the dude was making you know those um Danish waffles that are stuck together with the caramel. No. And they make those good. little biscuits and you're meant to sit it on top of your hot coffee oh, yeah. and it melts all the caramel and the yeah. biscuit goes all warm. Anyway, I was pretending I didn't know what they were. I'm like, what are these? So I could <laughs> sit there and have a bit of a grace. <laughs> yeah, I just like, because uh, pancakes are, I love pancakes and I have a, uh, along with scones, I have a kick-ass pancake recipe. Yeah. And I don't know where I got that one from actually. So you like make the pancake and it's a great party one because you make the pancake mix up the night before. Yeah. But separate your egg whites out. And you know pancake mix or any of that battery sort of stuff gets quite thick when you sit it overnight. Yeah. Yeah. And then you beat your egg whites and mix them back through the pancake mix in the morning with just, just a little bit of milk so that you can move your pancake milks and then mix the whites back through and they get like little bubbles in them. So when you pour the, uh. the syrup or the butter, instead of it sort of flowing off the sides, it just soaks into the pancake. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah. And it, you know, because you do a little bit of work in the morning, it still looks like you're doing all the work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all, you, all you're doing is beating some egg whites and whipping them through. <laughs> Her birthday. I'll do that for my next breakfast. Pancakes. Yeah. yeah. I remember. Do you ever used to go to the pancake parlour? No. Oh, yeah, the one in, uh, so not in Queen Street, the next one over. Well, I don't, they're a chain. I mean, I didn't, yeah. I've never been in. I only used to go when I was in school. Well, I, I think I'll, yeah, years. I think I went maybe first year of uni. Yeah, they used to do these things where they get, you get 10 pancakes. Well, it wasn't 10, it's was probably like four stack. or five, I don't yeah. know, whatever's in a stack. And I used to get this thing called it, and it was banana, walnuts, and maple syrup. But yeah. it was all, oh my god, so good. Double ice cream and cream. You always do that. Oh, well, maybe pancakes. Well, it's <laughs> funny how the memory fails you. We were out, we are at a wedding somewhere outside of Brisbane, and we, um, we were coming back and you know starving and Vanessa's like oh let's just get some McDonald pancakes you know they're, they're pretty reasonable 
and I'd had this recipe for a couple of years and, and obviously we hadn't had McDonald pancakes for yeah. a while. And so I'm like, oh, I don't think they're that good, eh? No, oh, they can't be that bad. So off we go in and mm. <laughs> just one bite. This is like rubber. Oh, yeah. And Vanessa's like, I just don't remember them being this bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe the hangovers were bigger. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're not right. No. But yeah, I love a good pancake. Mm, yeah. The only thing is that they're, um, uh, you know, like bacon and it, like for post party, bacon and eggs you can do on a barbecue and it can also be ready at the same time. Whereas pancakes, you sort of, yeah. a couple at a time, you're not yeah. really banging them out for everybody. So, well, yeah. not, not on my stove anyway. <laughs> or I've got one effective burner. Dinner. Mm. We used to do them though when we um, when I had a cafe and we used to have hundreds and hundreds of breakfasts and we just didn't have enough oven top space. We would just cook them all in the morning and we just have a stack and just microwave them. All oh, right, and they come up all right. Oh great! Whatever recipe we use at the time, I can't remember, but they microwaved a treat. And plus, they'd only been cooked that day, so they hadn't really sat. sat. They were just being zapped and. Hadn't been back in the fridge and back out again. Yeah. Yeah. The one that blew me away when I worked at Salt was their French toast. And they had those, you know, those plastic cubes that every cafe's got. Yeah. And um, that, it was proper French toast. Like, it wasn't like a, a packet egg mix. It was proper eggs and yeah. milk mixed up. But they'd chop all the Turkish bread up the night before into strips and make up the mix and just have cubes and cubes and cubes of this French toast ready to go. Yeah. And so the first time I worked back a house, all I did all morning was in a um, sandwich press, big yeah, sandwich press. Yeah, that's a good idea. Was just, and I had a bottle of oil, squirt, put it on and it'd cook it yeah. straight away. And it was amazing how much of this stuff you could bang out. Yeah, and that's like, a good idea. Actually. You know, they had three bits of Turkish yeah. bread so two and then one on the top yeah. and that was your French toast. Yeah. And I was like, man, you just, it's such, it was so efficient for a really, really nice French toast. And mm. because it had been soaking all night, it was completely saturated with the egg mix, mm. you know. But the, the Turkish bread, you know, when you get like normal white bread and your French toast, it just can tear and fall apart. Yeah. And because the, the Turkish has that nice sort of honeycomb structure, It'd, it'd be completely soft, but it, you could, it'd never break. You, yeah, yeah, It was easy yeah. enough to handle. Yeah. Mm, that was a cool little trick. Oh, I'm doing that. Right, there you are, nice. giving you two breakfasts for your, yeah. for your breakfast club. For my breakfast club. <laughs> I don't have to do it again for a few months, so. <laughs> They'll listen to this and go, right, yeah. you've, been moved, you've been moved back up the order cell. We don't want croissants and tomato. Uh, I have to ask, why have you got basil sitting in your butter? That is butter there, isn't it? Yeah, because... I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> well, this morning, it was like that, and I think someone just picked a piece of basil and popped and it popped on top. And popped it on top. I thought it was some weird culinary secret mm -hmm. that I didn't know about, that no, you were slowly no. infusing the butter with basil. No, <laughs> culinary secret. I was looking at that before going, oh, that's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> I went yesterday round to the... Community Garden in Jane Street. There's mm. a. Have you ever been there? No, not that? in Jane Street. No. Jane. 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 West, West End. West End. Is it? No. Just up here. 
anyway, I was thinking, oh, I really need some rosemary, and no one grows any ro- no one around here grows any rosemary. I've checked everyone's gardens <laughs> out. <laughs> no one has any. I, I did read the other day. You know when they have those things in the magazine? It's like uh, secrets only a local would know. Mm-hmm. And someone wrote, oh yeah, only a local would know where the custard apples grow over the fence, and anyone can pick them in West End. Yeah. Where is that? Where is that? I've got to find out where well, that is. It, do you know, um, um, what's it called? I'll send you the link. Oh, the guy that does the walks? No, no. There's a place called, a place, 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 place. Oh, what's it called? Um, where you basically put your location in. And anyone that's got excess fruit and veg, and a lot of the times with stuff like rosemary or parsley or that just grows super prolifically, they're just giving it away. You just have to go and pick it up. Yeah. Now, obviously down my way, there's not that much. Yeah. But I'm sure if you looked it up in West End, you would get a whole heap of very cheap and free excess fruit and veg. Yeah, right. That'd be good. I felt a bit guilty because they've got a big sign at Jane Street saying, please don't steal our veggies. And I was thinking, I only want some rosemary. You're not going to notice that's missing. No. I flung a buck in their collection box. Yeah. Yeah, but that's... that's. And then I took. Some, then I felt like I could take a couple of curry leaves as well. Mm. But they have like, um, you know, people with e- chooks that have excess eggs. and. Wow. It's a cool little thing because I've seen like around Tingalpa there's been... Um, uh, parsley and rosemary and some other there was another herb might have been sage that people were just giving away obviously way way too much in their garden wow so, yeah we have to find out what that is yeah. yeah I remember hearing about that I actually reckon Robert from Food Connect Emma who's our new listener yeah yeah um he did a thing on that somewhere. I'm going to ask him. He would know. I remember. Yeah. I remember chatting to him. It's one of the, I think it's, you know, and I reckon there'd be so many people out my way that would have it that don't know. Like the lady I bought my Dexter cow off when I briefly had that Dexter cow, um, when I went around to pick it up, Vanessa must have been pregnant and she had a cold. That's right. She was pregnant and she had a cold, so she can't take any cold and flu medication. Yeah. And, um... I said something about that to her and she said, oh, do you want some, do you want some citrus? And we go out into the backyard and she had this, she had an orange, a grapefruit, a lemon and a mandarin tree, all fully grown, all covered in fruit. And I mean covered like she would have had to have had a family of 20 to get through them in a year. And she just picked me two shopping bag full of this citrus. And there was heaps of it lying on the ground. Like, you know, I wasn't even touching it. And like that's just sitting there going to waste. Wow. You know, and she she could have been trading that for eggs or honey or Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something. She probably doesn't know. No, and like, you know, they probably just pick you know, like her mum, like they've lived there for four mm. generations or something. Mm. I was talking to her about it. She was born there. And you know, her grandparents probably planted mm. those trees. Um and you know, they just don't think about it. It's just there. Yeah. And 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 probably back in those days, everybody had that. So there's no use trading. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't, you didn't trade because <laughs> well, you... Well, my own oranges, do yeah. me any. So, mm, but I paid seven bucks for three limes the other day. Oh, 
and I was like Jesus and I was like I went home and looked at my lime tree and gave it a little bit of extra water because it's carved in fruit but they're all like you know four yeah. millimeters long but they've so they get they sort of bud in the flower and then yeah. they get the little tiny yeah. fruit but a lot of the times that that's where they drop off I don't know whether it's they haven't been pollinated or or what the go is because that's what's happening with my kaffa lime tree out of the warehouse yeah it's got heaps of time it's never grown up fruit ever and now all of a sudden I've moved it and stuck it out in front of this warehouse and honestly it's got so much fruit on it oh. I'm like, oh, what happens now come on fruit tree people tell me I reckon it'd be because it hasn't been pollinated yeah but right. surely you like you'd have bees where you were at Fairfield well no not really there's more bees where we are now yeah well there's heaps of bees around this area yeah but like my bees absolutely love that lime tree when it's flowering yeah right. I don't we never used to have any bees at Fairfield why would that be I don't know I don't know just no one probably that bloody neighbour of ours that used to kill everything he's bloody <laughs> spraying no, all the bees he used to, well he used to chop down every tree every bush yeah my my um son's daycare cut down the big tree that that changed owners and they cut down the big tree that gives it afternoon shade mm. and no explanation and I'll, we were at a uh, sort of parents group like Vanessa's mother's group party yeah. they have a party every now and again yeah. like a meet and I was talking to a couple of the other dads that have kids there bloody hell cut down that tree didn't, didn't tell us why it's like it's amazing what you mm. know just shade and mm. and that natural feel how it affects people eh? well I mean you remember when I got home that night and they chopped down all the trees in their backyard and I just cried <laughs> it's really invasive yeah. mm. and I just don't get it I don't get why people just chop these oh, trees down it's like leaf blower cells some people just like to be neat and trees are and messy they just, and they don't trim them they just chop them off yeah and it's like you live in one of the hottest states oh yeah can be shade and that's the amazing thing about Brisbane is if you look at an aerial view of Brisbane there is so much greenery mm. like you look at one of those aerial views of Rio de Janeiro and it's this massive city and mm. all the houses are so close together and there's not a tree not, tree. not a single tree and it's just you just said that would drive me insane I'd have to plant on just terrible yeah yeah seems a bit strange yeah all right Sal I'll be going. Yeah. Things to do. Gotta go to train. Things to do. People will see. So you at the West End Markets this weekend? Yeah, we are. Officially. Boundary Street West End Market. How do they find you? Is it small enough they can just wander yeah, around and find you? And we're just in the old well, there's the old ice cream building, so we're yeah. in there. So we're in the big old building. We're just I down the back, I, come and see us. I drove past today, it looks very cool. It's very cool. So if you want some vintage furniture. Mm. Go to the West End Markets. Mm. Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday nights. Yeah. Friday nights are huge apparently because they have the motor room and they have a band playing and yeah. stuff. And then Saturday and Sunday till 3 p.m. Mm, nice. Mm. All right. Well. See you later, Alligator. Catch you next <laughs> week.